Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast, episode number 21. We're wrapping up the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Coming up, you'll hear from the all-around champions, Stetson Wright, and the world champion team ropers, Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe. That is on the way here on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Let's take you back through a trip to Las Vegas and the Wrangler NFR, a record-setting Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. There were earnings records set in every event except Stetson did not break his own all-around record from last year. Of course, he was injured and sat out the uh, majority of the NFR. He got on a bull and a horse on the opening night, and then he got on one bucking horse the second night of the rodeo, and after that, he was done competing. And he'll tell you what his plans are and what his program is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So the all-around record was not broken, and the team roping record, close, but not quite. Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe won $308,000 on the heading side. Tyler, about three hundred. dollars 25000 on the healing side, Wesley. The uh, record is held by Caleb Driggers and Junior Nagata. And uh, other than that, every single earnings record for the year was broken. The top four saddle bronc riders all won over $300,000 at the National Finals Rodeo this year. The top two tie-down ropers, over 400000 Riley Webb, 452000 Haven Medjid, 411000 uh, The money continues to rise for all the cowboys and cowgirls competing in professional rodeo, and we'll talk more about that coming up. Let's talk about the NFR average winners and, of course, the world champions. In many cases, they were the same person, including the bareback riding. A record-setting 2023 for Keenan Hayes. He wins a world title, he wins the average, and he is the resist-all rookie of the year. The first bareback rider ever to do that. He capped it all with a 90-point ride. Here's what Keenan Hayes had to say to Tanner Barth from ProRodeo.com about his accomplishments at this year's National Finals Rodeo. Oh, uh, I was getting my breath back, but... uh. Nothing really. I'm speechless, really. It's a, it's an amazing experience. I'm glad it could come down around 10, and uh, it's just amazing to be here. Does it make everything worth it? You know, we talked a year ago. You broke the record for the most money ever won by a rookie. Uh, you, you didn't make the NFR last year. You chose to stay on your permit. This year you come in, you win a world title as a rookie. Does that make that all worth it for you? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, uh, that lit my fire for this year. Uh, uh, didn't even watch the finals last year. I think I was here for the permit finals. Watched uh, that first round and then kind of refused to watch it again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, it's an amazing experience to come back and uh, be able to get on top of the world. It's it's the coolest thing. I uh, uh, can't thank everybody enough, like the guys in the, that locker room. They kept me drove this whole week. Uh, it's just been a fight, and uh, that's what I'm here for. That's bareback rider Keenan Hayes. Thank you to the PRCA, ProRodeo.com, Tanner Barth, and Tracy Rankin, the crew in the uh, media department, for the opportunity to share those comments from the number one bareback rider in Pro Rodeo is only 20 years old. Keenan Hayes has got a bright, bright future. Steer wrestling, Tyler Wag is back now, a five-time world champion. The record is six. Wags is had a little magical touch the last three years. He won world titles 2021-22, now 23. It came down to literally the last 
a steer. Wagyu Spack split the win in the 10th go-round, and it was up to Dalton Massey, who came into the NFR as a world standings leader. He was 3-3 on his last steer, but broke a barrier. That allowed Wagyu Spack to win the world title. Uh, Dalton Massey was second. Don Payne from Texas, 44.9 on 10 head. Placed in 6 out of 10 rounds. You want to talk consistent? He was somewhere in the 4s, 9 out of 10 go-rounds. The one round, he did not make a 4-second run. He made a five-second run. That was in the fifth go-round in the National Finals Rodeo. Don Payne, first-time NFR qualifier, just stayed, made the same run every steer and ended up winning the aggregate at his first NFR. Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe win the uh, team roping title. T. Wade on the head side, 308000 his first world championship, and Wesley Thorpe, 325000 on the healing side, his second gold buckle. He was also a world champion in 2019. Derek Begay and Coulter Todd from Arizona, the only team to catch all 10 steers. They win the average. Zeke Thurston won both the average and the year-end in the saddle bronc riding $456,000 for Zeke Thurston for the year, 863 points on 10 head. In the tie-down roping, it was the Riley Webb and Haven Medjid show. Uh, Riley won $452,000 in his first gold buckle. Haven won $411,000, and the average, Haven set a new record, 77.4 on 10 head at the National Finals Rodeo. In the barrel race, what a year for Brittany Posey Tanazi. She finished second in the average, but first in the world standings, won just under a half a million dollars. She'd have gone over 500000 if she wouldn't have hit a barrel on her final run at this year's NFR. $496,000 for Brittany Posey-Tanazi. Lisa Lockhart, second in the world, first in the average, the only barrel racer to make 10 clean runs. She is now the number one money winner in the history of the WPRA, over $3.5 million for Lisa Lockhart. In the bull riding, Kai Hamilton was one of the best stories maybe of the entire National Finals Rodeo, uh, maybe the best story of the entire NFR. Uh, he won three go-rounds, rode six bulls, won the average, won the year-end title, $595,000, won the Ram Top Gun Award. You might remember what happened to Kai Hamilton, go-round number five after he'd ridden his first four bulls. He got knocked out in the arena. It was a scary moment. And then he had to come back because round six and seven were both on the same day on the Wednesday of the National Finals Rodeo. That after they had to delay the start for a day because of that tragic shooting event in Las Vegas the day before the NFR was supposed to start. So Hamilton was faced with the decision and he was presented with the fact that he had to get on his uh, round six bull, even though he was suffering from an injury during the sixth go round, if he was going to get on his seventh round bull, he placed in round six was the only bull rider to ride in ride round seven. It was $114,000 day. I asked Kai Hamilton how he did it. Not being a pussy. <laughs> well, growing up, cowboys were my heroes and that's all I ever wanted to be was a cowboy before I was a bull rider. And that, grit and determination and tough mentality that cowboys have uh, i've carried it with me the whole way through i i what you did this afternoon was amazing what you did tonight was amazing tell me about that Dwayne kessler bull tonight uh yeah devil's advocate i'd seen a lot of videos of him before this seen a lot of guys ride him and stuff but i knew he was tricky and kind of going to be a handful and he's he's a big scary mean sucker and i knew the safest place was in the middle of his back so if i just stayed on him and got it 
pretty good get off that I knew them bullfighters would step in there and take his attention. So I just tried my hardest to stay on. You can find that complete interview with Kai Hamilton on our eight seconds media, social media sites. Uh, that was the single most listened to and reacted to interview. I think I've ever done in my life. Uh, the way that Kai just stepped up after being packed out of the arena, literally 18 hours before he got on his first bowl on that Wednesday and 24 hours before he won the go round in the eliminator pan at the NFR it was an amazing show to watch from Kai Hamilton. He got beat up. There's no question about it. He, uh, he did not get on his last bowl. He already had the average one at that point and already had the world title one. And uh, I hope he has some time now to recover and get over what's got to be a lot of sore spots on his body. But uh, $595,000 for the year. Congratulations to Kai Hamilton. Stetson Wright is now an eight-time world champion, a five-time all-around champion. He's won two gold buckles in the bull riding, one in the saddle bronc riding, over $640,000 total for the year, if you include all the money that Stetson won. And I had the opportunity to talk to Stetson Wright about what is next and uh, how he handled not being able to compete at this year's National Finals Rodeo. Here's what Stetson Wright had to say about all of that and more. Obviously, Stetson, this did not go the way you wanted it to go. You tried, which we all expect from you to try. Let's start with the positive. There are very few guys that can say they are eight-time world champions. You just entered some elite company. Joe Beaver, Donnie Gay. There's a whole list of them. Oh, yeah, there's a big, I mean, a very big, small list. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to be to be a part of and I mean on a positive note well that's all I'm seeing that is positive it was a good year and the fact that I didn't even have to compete here and win my eighth gold buckle is pretty special $640,000 for the year including all the money including the $10,000 for qualifying in two events um what was the best part of your rodeo season was it was it all the wins was it uh, I, that may be a dumb question but is there one or two are there one or two moments this year that stand out to you um, I mean, Ellensburg and Pendleton's Extreme Bulls. I thought you were going to say Pendleton. Well, Ellens, Ellensburg's Rodeo and Extreme Bulls, Ellensburg's Rodeo and Extreme Bulls, it was a really big moment, I felt like, and not even in just this year, like my career, I'd kind of been s slow going, and that's where I picked things up with them, and it was at a perfect time, it felt like, and I mean... I, I showed up, and between them two rodeos and then a little further in the season, I'd won about 150000 in three, three and a half weeks. That's pretty amazing. So everybody wants to know about your health, and I know you've answered this question a million times, so forgive me, but um, first describe the nature of the injury. My understanding is it's both a hamstring that's pulled off the bone and an SI joint in your right hip. Is that right? Yeah, so the hamstring started off. It ripped down my leg. And um, from then I was I was just trying to tough through it. So I would w get up, walk on it, work out every single day. But I was, I guess I was compromised. And even though I, I didn't feel like I was, so it threw my hips and back all out of whack. So then that started giving me pain. But I mean, it, it, it was just an ongoing thing. And um, I, like I said, you gotta know when to hold them, when to fold them. Yeah. Does, did the hamstring contribute to the SI joint then? Yeah, it, it seemed like it all tied together, and um, like when I was trying to get on, it, my mind would send a signal down to my leg telling it to move, and then when it, when it reached my hamstring and there was no muscle for it to 
get the response, it would send it back up to my brain and shut my leg off. And, and I didn't experience any of that rolling into here. So I, that was never even something that I thought of. And I mean, it just shut me down and it wasn't very fun. I believe it. I interviewed you on back number night, and I don't even remember seeing a limp. No, I I felt like I felt good. I I literally thought everybody was in trouble me showing up, and I was in. I mean, I'm in really good shape. I I worked out as hard as ever leading up to this, and I mean, it was just just wasn't my turn. So what now? Is there going to have to be surgery? Is there an extended layoff going into 2024? What's next? Um, I got surgery Wednesday right after this is all over and that's where I'll start and as far as when I'll return, I'll return when I'm 100% so everybody still thinks I'm Superman. Um, you know the thing about that is not only will you get your hamstring healed up, but let's face it, you ride bucking horses and bulls for a living. I'm sure there are a few other things that probably need some time to heal. Yeah, there's. I was talking to my dad about that. I was tell him I'm like well maybe I can have surgery on my wrist and get all that fixed and everything in my knees fixed in this time off and I mean I, I might come back 100% for real maybe so let me ask you about this rodeo you have watched it um, you, you've been here every night watching the guys compete let me ask you about the saddle bronc riding how good is that race in the bronc riding was Zeke Thurston literally $300 ahead of Sage Newman and those guys nobody seems to have any backup in them yeah, that, well, that's one thing about the Bronc Riders. They don't have backup in them, and you, you see it throughout the whole year, and they're all your buddies. So, I mean, watching this race, it's it's going to come down to tomorrow night for sure. Like, nobody's out of it. I, I really believe that nobody's out of it, and there's a lot that can happen in two rounds, and I think we're all in for a treat. Kai Hamilton has been the story. He is also your traveling partner, your best friend. Um, what he did on Wednesday after that, terrifying moment where he had to be carried out of the arena on stretcher on Tuesday. Um, tell me about Kai Hamilton. He's a cowboy, and he's already let every one of your fans know exactly what he thinks. So, Single most shared thing I've ever put on Facebook was Kai's interview, and I think it was because of his very first three-word answer. Yeah, I won't repeat him, but I'm, I'm fully behind him on that, and that's the truth. And, yeah, he's a cowboy. He showed everybody how tough he was, and that he's not here messing around. He wants that gold buckle, and I'm excited to watch him get it. So, very last question. You're here smiling. You're here happy. You're here. I get a funny feeling. I'm. You wanted the, the triple crown this year, but I get a funny feeling. You're happy and content. And you're ready to go get healed up and get on to the next step. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. I mean, I got the this fire burning in my belly and. Um, the way I'm looking at it is at the top of every mountain, it's the bottom of the next, and I'm just going to keep climbing. So I'm, I'm at the bottom again right now, but I'll be back at the top. Best quote of the year a couple of years ago. I, don't, I forget the order of it. Happy, healthy, handsome, and wealthy or something like that. Uh, Stetson Wright, the all-around champion, $640,000 this year, eight gold buckles, five of them in the all-around. Have some surgery. You'll see him back when you see him when he's healthy. Stetson, thank you for your time, and congratulations. Thank you. That's Stetson Wright, the all-around champion of the world. So Stetson had that surgery. If everything was on schedule, he's had that surgery as of Wednesday of this week. And now it's time to see how long it takes him to heal up. And as he said, he'll come back when he's 100%. And uh, 100% Stetson Wright is 
probably a pretty dangerous man. We'll see when we see him in 2024. We're going to take a timeout, and uh, when we come back, the world champion team ropers Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe, they had a good national finals rodeo, especially back-to-back wins and go-rounds eights and, uh, eight and nine. We'll talk to them coming up. Thank you to M2 Ranch Jerky. They've got a brand new jerky product, true traditional cowboy jerky. It's hitting the store shelves right after the new year, which is what a week away, more or less. Uh, and thanks you to thank you to Unbeatable Feed. You can now find them at tractor supply stores across the country. We're coming back with more. This is the Steve Kenyon podcast. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection, like the rugged men and women who wear them. These boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a Bent Rail collection by Justin. Prefer is proud to introduce estate fencing. This unique all-metal fence uses the same swedge connecting rail as our popular Ponderosa fence, allowing it to flow beautifully along the contour of your land. With rails and posts constructed from galvanized material covered with an architectural grade powder coat finish, it resists fading, rust, and other outdoor conditions. This fence is strong enough to last a lifetime and safe enough to house livestock. Best of all, no welding required. For more information, visit prefertfence.com. Hey y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit, or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary, they're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live cowboys. Thanks to my friends at the Grand View at Las Vegas. We had a chance to spend a lot of time there during the just-completed Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. If you're thinking about 2024, or if you're going to Vegas anytime, it doesn't have to be during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, think about staying at the Grand View at Las Vegas. They're online at dailymanagementresorts.com. Thank you to the Grand View at Las Vegas. You're listening to the Steve Canyon Podcast. This is episode number 21 can't believe we've already put 21 episodes out. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, we had a lot of response to everything we did, both on 8secondsmedia.com and on the 8 Seconds Media social media sites, but also from Next Gen Rodeo Media. And uh, I hope you will uh, keep your eyes on Next Gen Rodeo. If you don't have the app, download it. Um, if you're not following Next Gen Rodeo social media, please do. We are doing more and more to keep you in touch with the latest in the world of western sports world championship rodeo alliance the uh, uh, stampede at the e is coming up at the lazy e arena the first weekend in january uh, we've got a lot that we'll do with the american rodeo that's taking place in march with all the qualifying events over the next couple of months stay tuned and of course the professional rodeo cowboys association Guys are all entered up in places like Odessa, Texas, and Denver, Colorado, and the National Western, and uh, we'll get into all of that as time goes by. 
World champion team ropers crowned for 2023. Tyler Wade, 31 years old, resist all rookie of the year a decade ago. Six-time NFR qualifier, his first gold buckle, $308,000 for the year. And Wesley Thorpe, $325,000 for the year. Wesley won the average and the gold buckle in 2019, roping with Cody Snow. Cody finishes the reserve world champion header that year in 2019, so Wesley Thorpe's second world title at the young age of 28. I had a chance to catch up with Tyler and Wesley and ask them about their experiences this year. Slow start, big finish, won a couple of go-rounds. Here's what Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe had to say about becoming world champions in 2023. Guys, welcome and congratulations, first of all. Nice job um, winning a world title. Tyler, you you told the PRCA on Saturday night it hadn't set in yet. Has it set in? No. I went to Home Depot. I couldn't even get anybody to help me <laughs> load my sack creep. So <laughs> I guess it's a humbling sport, to say the least. Yeah, you know, rodeo could be humbling like that, Wesley. You're, you're a world champion one day, and the next day you're – pulling horn wraps off of steers or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, you guys didn't sign up for this for the glamour necessarily, did you? No, that's, that's definitely not what got us into it. So, uh, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta love it to do it. And, and, uh, really that's the only reason it makes sense is, is you gotta love it, especially to start. And, uh, it's cool to be in, in this spot. Um, but it definitely, a lot, a lot goes into it to get here. Yeah. Um, guys, am I right? Tyler, tell me if I'm right in what I'm about to say. You didn't get off to the fastest start at the NFR, but you had a real good finish. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think it. Uh, that's kind of how our, been, our whole team, team has been, really, is just kind of staying the course, having faith, doing our job. Uh, we've been tested a lot, it seems like, because there's been a lot of times where yeah, I wasn't doing the best or whatever, and we just kind of stayed the course, seen it through, and it has literally worked out every time. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on that, and I'm gonna ask, this may be my dumb question to the interview right off the bat, fellas, but I'm gonna toss it out there and see what you say. Um, I don't know that I would be a good team roper, aside from the fact that I can't throw a rope, because I'm so hard on myself, and I probably would reflect that onto my partner. And so I guess what I'm asking is this, how, how important is that relationship between ropers? Cause they're going to come times when the header struggles and the healer doesn't get to throw his rope. They're going to come times where the header catches everything and the healer can't catch anything. You guys have to be kind of patient with each other. Don't you, Wesley? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think your attitude matters, um, how you get along, you know, your relationship you have with your partner, you know, from the ride to the airport to the long night drives to anything. I mean, just because someone's struggling or you're struggling or the team's struggling, like, you don't, you know, if you have a bad attitude or throw you just sucked in the dirt or not fun to be around, it just affects um, that energy rubs off on the guy that's around you, and it just makes it harder on them and on yourself to uh, pull it together. So I, I do think the way you, you know, carry yourself and act and the good and the bad um, make make a huge impact because the the best guys just get out of the slumps the fastest and that's in i think in any one of the sports or uh events in rodeo or anything i think that everybody has a slump at some point of the year uh, i've never seen a team or uh you know anybody that has been a period of the time throughout the year that that never went through a slump 
um, but it seems like the ones that they got out the fastest is the best. Everybody handles it. He was kind of rolling on that answer, Tyler. Follow up on it. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be t- in any sport. The, the advantage of sports when you're in the eighth grade is you learn teamwork. I mean, that's got to follow through in the in the team roping business as a professional roper, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you kind of got to have. You know, you're all on the same page, really, and just the, the goal's the same. And the last thing you need is someone, you know, not believing in you or putting, you know, putting yourself down or whatever. Kind of, kind of wanting to. It's funny how it works. Is you'll you'll be rodeoing with somebody, and you know, your whole life you thought this guy was good enough, and then the guy has two bad weeks, and all of a sudden you want out. You yeah. know what I mean? So. It's funny how fast people lose faith in their partner or whatever, but literally just stay in the course and seeing it through. I, th- I think that's what the best guys do. And uh, I've not always been that guy, but I do, I do believe that the best guys have a good relationship in and outside of the arena. Um, Wesley, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can. Okay, now. good. I lost you there for a minute. Sorry about that. So let me follow up on that. Tyler, you were the rookie of the year, what, 10 years ago? Um, have you matured yep. a little bit since then? Have you, have you, I mean, you're 31 years old now. I'll bet you've grown up a little bit. I just think that, uh, both of us, I'm assuming, you know, almost everybody that's rodeoing has, has either progressed every year or they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still feel like I got a long ways to go, but I've learned a lot. And, uh, I'm the kind of guy that seems like you can tell me one thing. And it's like, I got to go figure it out for myself. And just learning from your own mistakes is huge. And progressing every year is one of the most important things you can do. Wesley, was it different for you this year, winning the gold buckle with the guy you roped with all year? In 2019, you and Cody Snow won the average. Cody was the reserve champion header, and you were the world champion healer. Does it make any difference to you now in the way you approach this, that uh, your regular partner is also the world champion? Yeah, I think it definitely makes a, it makes it a lot more special when you can win it as a team because that's who you've been through all the ups and downs with, and to experience that with the guy you you went in with, that's what you uh, that's what you want. I mean, it always is a letdown if uh, you know if if the guy on the other side that I mean he literally did the same as you and and helped you get there didn't wasn't able to win it. Um, you know, it almost seems unfair. So. You definitely want to win it as a team, even though sometimes the money uh, can just fall different and other teams split and stuff like that. So um, I definitely think it was special to be able to win it together. Yeah. I went back and looked at the uh, at the uh, round by round. You guys were 6-2 in round one, 13-5 in round two. Then you placed in rounds three and four with a couple of four flats, 9-8, 9-2, no time in round seven. And you came back and were three three and three five in rounds eight and nine. How important were those two go round wins to you, Tyler? I don't think we realized how important they were. Uh, we were literally still just trying to stay the course and see it through. And uh, looking back, we dang near had to win them. So yeah, that was pretty that was pretty cool to do. Uh, we had no intention of being that fast either time. I didn't think we we didn't really talk about the three three. Um, we just knew we had a good steer. I text Wesley before we roped, and I said, hey, what's your fastest time here? He said, 3-6, and I, I just kind of laughed. I'm like, I think we'll be faster than that tonight. I knew the steer was really good. Um, 
what was funny is after we were three three, we did a couple interviews and we looked at the the earnings of what we kind of needed. And I was like, hey, I think I got to win twenty thousand more than these guys in the round to make it to to win it. And uh, we were last, and the round was super tough. I think four flat was the last hole at the time. And me and Wesley are the only two the only two guys that rode together that were talking over the steers with a game plan. Everybody else had a game plan way before the team <laughs> room started. And uh, I just looked at him and we, I kind of was like, Hey, we're either going to have to place in this round or the next one. And we only got two left. So he just kind of smiled and said, I'll, I'm following you. And we were three, five. I th- that three, five meant more to me than the three, three did yeah. just because to do and it back to back like that. Go ahead, Wesley. I, I agree. I thought that was uh that was a time where, like, I feel like when three, you know, like I said, four flat was winning the last hole, it would have been easy to say, not easy to say, but it would have been a possibility to say, hey, let's catch the steer, hold our spot in the average, and, you know, see what happens tomorrow night or see what we draw. But uh, I feel like we both just told ourselves, let's make our run. And it's pretty cool when, like, we weren't purposely trying to step on the gas and take a Hail Mary and then to still go 3-5. Like, I thought that was, like, justified that like our run was truly good enough if we could stick to it and uh got you know everything came together right so i i do think that was a very important run um you know for the team just in that spot to to get you know that put us in a position to go last in the 10th round so just so i understand what you just told me tyler you ride into the box in round nine after you tied the record in round eight with the three three um and everybody else has got their game plan set ahead of side, and you guys are yelling at each other over the roping box um, in that loud arena while all that noise is going around around you making a plan. Is that the way that I ex- I understand what happened? Well, you, you barely have – you have to ride in the tunnel, and there's not much room on either side to hardly even swing your rope. And uh, it's pretty quiet back there because, you know, the noise is right up there where you where you ride in, so, or, you know, when you walk in the box. But – yeah, we're in the back and it's pretty quiet and kind of eerie feeling because everybody, everybody has done talked about it and they're they're getting kind of focused on themselves and me and Thorpe are just like, hey, we're gonna have to do it sooner or later. We we might as well try it now. So, yeah, yeah it was it was pretty cool. Wesley, you were five four in the tenth go round. It secured a third place spot in the average that was over fifty thousand dollars, and that that finalized the fact that you guys were the world champion. I read a little bit, I think from the team roping journal, you describing that last run. Talk to me about that last run a little bit. And um, how do you approach? I always have this theory in rodeo and I, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, that the time that you really just feel like you need to just go out and catch and maybe not try to be aggressive is the time you get in the most trouble. How did you approach that last run? Uh, for me, you know, heading and healing at that arena is different. Like, it's hard to safety up much on a header because you have nowhere to go. Um, you know, if you miss the barrier, you run them too far, steer comes left. Um, you can't be, you can't be late. You know, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be pretty aggressive as a header. But as a healer, you have options to, you know, pick your shot per se. At least one, you know, one to three hops anywhere. And that run just came down. Uh, for me, was just practice. I mean, yeah. that's what I work on all the time is trying to have enough control of my horse in the situation and uh, um, just catch when I need to. And so um, when that we got stuck in that spot with the steer coming left, I just tried to ride further down the arena and then just resort to 
you know, what I've practiced over and over, trying to keep my horse forgiving and take the best shot I could and make sure we get him down. So it was fun to, to cause there was just, to me, it was a lot more into that run than just the 10th round. Like that was a lot of the weeks and months and years leading up to what I've tried to transform my roping into as a whole. Yeah. Tyler, that steer stepped a little bit left. Did you know he was going to do that? What difference does that make to a header? <clears throat> well, I, I knew that steer, sorry, I knew that steer was uh, come left a little bit. And I told Wesley, I was like, man, I, I've watched a lot of roping and I think a guy can overcatch or go too fast right here. I'm just going to try to rope the steer, steer, do my job, and see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was pretty cool that we ended we end, we ended with a 5-4, started with a 6-2. Uh, for me personally, a lot of people believe that I have one style and it's kind of all or nothing, hit or miss, live by the sword, die by the sword. And I think that to win the most, you got to be able to adapt and do both. And it was kind of cool to to go from a six flat to a world record set and run and then back to a catch. Like the best guys can do both. And to prove yourself in that arena was pretty cool. Um, guys, before I let you go, I know you've got family and other things going on. And, and I really appreciate your time because um, I know you probably would like to focus on little things like Christmas and getting ready for all of that. But um what now? How long do you take off? Are you roping together at all? Or are you just, you, you turn the horses out? What'd you do the next? What, what are you doing between now and whenever you enter another rodeo? <laughs> I turned, what are we doing? Uh, I turned mine out for uh, right when I got home and I'm just going to hang with the family and get caught up on some stuff and get through the holidays. And then, uh, then we'll be back after it. So I'd say after, after Christmas, uh, we'll start getting back together yeah. again, getting ready for Odessa. Yep. Odessa is the next rodeo, right, Tyler? Yes, sir. There, uh, there's a lot of horses we left at home that hadn't been rode in a month. So we're just trying to leg them back up. Uh, I, I give the good ones a break and then the other ones we're getting ready to leg back up to start going to some jackpots and me and Thorpe got some roping clinics scheduled and a junior roping coming up. So, it's in March, so we're we're about to be real busy. Yeah, Tyler, I promise I will call you back at the uh, middle or end of February, and we can talk specifically about that junior roping. But but real quick, tell me what you got planned. Well, Thorpe and I have a junior roping planned where the kids are going to rope with kids, kids are going to rope with pros. There's a ton of sponsorships and sponsorship opportunities still available. We uh, we just want to see the next generation how they're coming up and. Uh, trying to give them some opportunities, get some, you know, endorsed by some big sponsors that we've got the privilege to work with. And we're just excited to see the sport of team rope and grow. And we want to be a part of it for a long time to come. Yeah. Um, where should folks go if they want to know more? Can they go to a website, Facebook, social media? What should they do? Um, we have a World Youth Team Rope and Championships is uh, the name of it. We got a Facebook page we just released or are releasing right now. Um, we'll be putting a flyer out on it. We'll be both be sharing on our personal Facebook pages, Instagram, uh, flyers and information uh, as it comes along. So we'll try to keep everybody updated as much as we can of any changes or any uh, any exciting new things that come from it. Uh, but we're going to try to make it a special event, something that uh, you know every kid that you know, no matter where they're at with the roping, uh, what level they're at, uh, we want them to be able to fit in and find a good spot for them to be a part of it. 
March is going to be a busy time for you guys. Uh, the Americans in there someplace, you get to go try to win 100000 uh, You've got rodeos like Houston going on, and you're putting on this World Youth Team Roping Championships. You guys aren't going to, going to be uh, going to be sitting still much during that time of year, are you? No, we'll be we'll be on the move for sure. Yeah, good. Well, I appreciate you doing all of it, and I appreciate your time, fellas. I know you are both busy. Thank you very much for joining me. Congratulations on your first world title, Tyler Wade, your second, Wesley Thorpe. I have this funny feeling there might be another gold buckle or two out there someplace for you guys, and I hope that's true. Thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas, guys. Big thank you to Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe, the world champion team ropers, for joining us on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. We are sponsored by Classic Equine and by Classic Ropes. Classic Equine. Play to win. We are Classic Equine. So next week, we're going to talk about some of the other highlights that are taking place around the world of Western sports, and we hope you will join us as we drop a new show every Thursday here on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Sponsored by Wrangler. Thank you to the Justin Boot Company, to Prefert, and to Resistall. We wear it every day. To M2 Ranch Jerky, and to unbeatable feeds you can find unbeatable feeds and tractor supply stores now all over the country to the grandview at las vegas to classic equine and to classic ropes don't forget to follow us on next gen rodeo media as we uh, kick it up another notch or two from next gen rodeo media in 2024 god bless everybody i'm steve kenyon thank you for listening to the steve kenyon podcast 